I'm Aria Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Galligan. Welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Power rankings. It might be the preseason, but that doesn't mean we can't formulate early rankings. Let's get into it. show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com you're looking for tickets for the upcoming WNBA season thanks to our sponsors tick pick you don't have to worry the original no fee ticket site and official ticketing partner of the WNBA champion chicago sky use the link T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com backslash W-I-N-S-I-D-R. That's TickPick.com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for the WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. Well, Rachel, we were chatting earlier about power rankings. I know you wrote an article uh, for Just Women's Sports that there was a lot of chatter about doing some early power rankings. The teams are... They're not set, but I think we've formulated kind of a a communal decision on a lot of the rosters. Obviously, some teams have some intriguing questions, but I don't think any of the moves left truly move the needle to a crazy amount. And in any ways, even if they do, I do feel like we're at camp. This is when early season power rankings should happen, right? So, Rachel, how's it going? Are you pro power rankings? You anti power rankings? What's going on with you? It's so funny. This is the first time I've individually done something like this. And I think it's funny. You said, I think we've come to a communal consensus. I completely disagree for the amount of backlash (laughs) I got in my power rankings, but you know, it was the first time I had really done an activity like that. And I, I, I I was anti it before. Um, I've always kind of been like, "Eh," you know, it's kind of just whatever for me. But honestly, it was kind of a fun exercise. Um, I think it it always, for me, right, it depends what lens you're looking at it from and um, certainly was a fun exercise to go through. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we haven't even had a chance to have our eyes on these teams, and there's so many unknowns, right? So, really, you're going off of – the consistent teams from last year and the present knowledge that we have, which is free agency moves, um, injuries, and just other miscellaneous um, massive concerns, i.e. Brittany Griner, even being available to play for the Phoenix Mercury, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. So, you know, I mean, it was definitely an interesting exercise. I've always been the type of person I don't put a lot of stock um, in rankings. Um, I, I, I think, you know, you take them with a grain of salt, you have fun with it, and you move on. Uh, but yeah, definitely still fun to discuss and, and fun to look back on it, you know, a month down the road towards the end of the season and see kind of where we how far we've come. Yeah, I think power rankings, I mean, I have many feelings. Um, I, I personally love them because they are an easy, friendly way to start debates about the W, which is a thing that I always stress is something that I feel like we don't do enough of. Um, so I love it because it gives me an opportunity to scream at Rachel. She's wrong and her to scream back at me. I'm wrong as the fans. <laughs> clearly have been doing um the the really funny part for me is 
with power rankings, like you're always defending yourself a couple weeks down the road. Like when you look back at old power rankings, you always have to have like an asterisk of like, yeah, but this was happening or blah, blah, blah. It, we're going to get into it. It's extremely interesting. In my mind, power rankings are kind of done in tiers. You have like the teams that are the consensus fighting for the championship. Then you have the teams that are just a step behind. What do they need to do to get to that next tier? Then you have the dangerous but not consistent, like those teams that, you know, they're going to play some great basketball every once in a while, but some games are just not going to show up and their record isn't going to look that great. Um, and then you got the bottom of the barrel teams. I think we know who's already there. Um, why don't we start off with the top tier? And there's an interesting aspect here because we're discussing uh, the Chicago Sky, the defending champs. I feel like we probably oddly agree on this, which is, the Chicago Sky are the defending champs. Therefore, you know, you, ha- you kind of have to put them number one in the power rankings in the preseason. Is that, do you agree with that? I think that was, um, it was certainly a respect level. Um, you know, for me, for me, when I'm doing rankings, I'm taking into consideration how a team, you know, finished and combined with their moves, this team, in my opinion, actually got better in the off season. Um, so it's a, le- it's, it's a, it's a level of respect, but also like th- it's completely possible for this team to go win it all. It's also completely possible for this team to finish eighth, you know, seventh or eighth. I think what's interesting is we talk about some of these other ones at the top, like we've had years in the past where we feel like, Oh my God, like the Seattle storm are unbelievable. No one's going to touch them. And that very well could be the case this year. They're, they're basically bringing it back. Knock on wood. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's returning. Um, same thing with the Connecticut sun. So, I mean, I think for you and I, we probably agree on all those three, but I think for me, you know, if you're, if you're splitting hairs with those three franchises, mine comes down to a certain level of respect from, you know, just, just the reigning champions in my opinion. Oh, I completely, I, I like, here's the thing. If you ask me day one, best team, like, I don't think power, power ranking wise day one, I don't think I would go with the sky but hear me out. I agree with you, and I put them number one because of respect. You have to give that respect. The interesting thing with the Sky is while I agree with you that they got better with their offseason moves, there are some questions that I have. The The real questions that I have is, one, how do you fill two holes, right? There, In my mind, there was two big departures this offseason, Stephanie Dolson and Diamond to Shields. And to make things abundantly simplistic, Stephanie Dolson is a true big. Yeah, she can shoot a little bit, but it's it's the big size, right? Having somebody who can go toe-to-toe. I'm not going to say you're going to beat a Sylvia Fowles or Brittany Griner, um, but, or, well, I guess, or Tierra McCowan, I was going to say Kalani Brown, um, but can at least servicely be that size competitor on your side of the ball for those bigger bigs. Um, and then Diamond to Shields is athleticism. I mean, those are the big questions. Now, if you ask me if this team skill-wise got better, I agree. But the contrarian in me has to sit here and go, are we in a situation now of Vegas Aces when they had Liz Cambage and Asia Wilson? Now, I understand there's a difference. And Rachel, as the expert of the bigs, is probably like jumping out of her seat right now, trying to hit that unmute button as quick as possible to yell at me while I'm wrong. But my point is more so like, no one's going to deny that the Aces roster was more talented when they had Liz Cambage on the roster. That said, I think 
you and I have always agreed about the fact that the team was never going to win it all with Liz Cambage and Asia Wilson. The style of play just didn't work. So my question, I guess, is more so like, can the style of play work given that you're trying to make up for the fact that if you look at this roster, I mean, they really don't have that large imposing big and they did lose some. Emma Meesman is not going to run the court like a Diamond to Shields or a Clea Copper. You know what I mean? Like, there are still some question marks, but I agree with you completely. Out of respect, you have to give them the number one, at least until the, the season tips off. Well, and, like, let's not forget how atrocious atrocious Chicago was at times last year. Like, mm-hmm. on that losing streak. And, you know, it really – they. This was a team that was not dominant. It was not a dominant like Seattle team we've seen from the past. This was a team that peaked at the right time and went on the wrong went went on a run during playoffs and won it all. So, you know, if you can carry that momentum over now, like for me, I look at it a little bit differently. I'm replacing Dolson with Misaman. Okay, so that's a Finals MVP player that you know we we know what Misaman can do. In my mind, this is not a knock on Dolson, but the skill and just um, everything that Misaman brings to the table. You're not, you're, you're certainly not getting worse with that transaction. You know, I'm looking at it like that. I think the biggest question mark, you know, with this team is yes, you lose a player like Diamond to Shields. Um, obviously, you, you know, you retain Clea Copper, uh, but Diamond to Shields and kind of that, that long, um, highly elite athletic type of guard that can kind of shape shift and do a lot of different things on both ends of the floor. Like, what does that look like? That's what I'm most curious about. You know, that that's an opportunity. I think where, why, why camp is so competitive with Chicago right now. Like you've got Kayla Davis, you've got all sorts of players in there that I think there's a serious opportunity here at that position. Um, and then you throw in Julie Alleman, who, you know, is not expected to come until, you know, middle of the summer. Uh, but, I mean, she's a phenomenal player in my personal opinion. Maybe that's just the international um, scout in me. But she, she, she's going to bring a lot to this team at that time. Um, maybe it may be a potential shot in the arm. Uh, but I hear what you're saying. You know, I'm, I'm by no means sitting here saying, oh, my God, Chicago is a, is a no-brainer. They're going to route everybody this year. I think it's, it's, it's as wide open as it's ever been in terms of those top kind of four or five teams. Well, I think to play devil's advocate against myself, I would say that like going into last year, I stressed that I thought Steph Dolson didn't fit the style of play of Chicago, and she was going to be a hamper. She obviously came up with a few big plays late in the season, which kind of made it so I can't complain about her anymore for a, a few more months. Um, but so, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to pick apart what this team is. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. We look at these other teams, these other top teams, Connecticut Sun. What did they do? Well, they went out and they brought Courtney Williams back. They needed a little bit of that swagger, um, that hype man on the court, that person who is going to lead this team emotionally because at times, it you know, when you have so many alphas or so many top-tier players, at times, it you know, everyone wants the shot, but everyone also doesn't want to be that ball hog. We know who the Connecticut Sun are. I mean, Rachel, you can talk about the Connecticut Sun for days upon days for me is it like it's almost I can see how it's hilarious to say this but I can see how they're going to try and use the disrespect hashtag again because you talk about a team that had the MVP has you know some of the top players in the league were clear and far beyond the number one team in the regular season then they sputtered out of control and yes the Chicago Sky had a 500 regular season limped into the playoffs and made a run for it. But at the same respect, like what the playoffs was nine games, 10 games, something like that. You know what I mean? Like the, 
the Connecticut Sun have shown they're the number one team in this league. So they have to be on that top tier. Um, any thoughts on the Sun? I mean, this is we haven't we have we have not been able to see the vision of this team at full capacity. I mean, think about it. JJ was out in the bubble a period of time. Then Alyssa Thomas was out. Then Alyssa Thomas comes back at, at the most bizarre time in the season. And and so the vision of kind of this big three of Alyssa Thomas, John Quell Jones, um, and Dewana Bonner has not consistently been able to be on the floor together. Um, knock on wood, th- this, this has been a team that has faced a lot of adversity in terms of just not having that. Um, their, their anchors consistently on the court. Um, so every year there seemed to be kind of something. I mean, as all teams are, but with Connecticut in particular. Um, so I'm really excited for Connecticut to hopefully be at full strength for the majority of the season. You know, um, you can't deny what Alyssa Thomas brings to this league and how unique of a player she is. Her, her toughness factor, which seems to trickle down to every other player on this roster. You can't deny, you know, the, 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 the level that John Quell Jones is playing at and hopefully, you know, continues to elevate her play after an MVP season. Um, I think the biggest thing with this team is, you know, you got to talk about brand January and that loss because their, their, their toughness on the defensive end of the floor, I felt really, really um, hinged on, it started with January um, she was really kind of that one-two punch. So you lose January and you bring in Williams and, you know, that was kind of that area like they had to get more offensively dynamic at kind of that off guard position. And they did. Um, so, I mean, you know, I do think January hurts. That sucks. But, you know, Courtney Williams, this is, this is a player who's familiar with this team, went through what she went through in Atlanta, you know, probably bringing a different perspective into the franchise and hungry for some success and, and ready to get after it. And, you know, this is a close knit team across the board. Um, I feel like, you know, it's now or never with Connecticut. And it feels like we've kind of been saying that for a couple of years, but if you combine the consistency that this team has had within just um, their style of play and what's being preached for the last few years, with just hopefully the health and, and talent of this roster, um, I think, you know, you, you, you potentially run into the depth issue, which we had talked about before, but we'll see that with a couple teams. But yeah, I mean, shoot. It's, Connecticut, it's like, Rachel, Connecticut can't have it be a depth issue when Kurt Miller runs six players deep. Like you just, well, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I agree with you, but at a certain point we just need to go, okay, he's found a way to make it work with those players. If as long as one, you know, because it's not even like they get injured mid-season, right? They're getting injured in the preseason, so it's you know what I mean. Well, I think, and I think you know, you look at this team and you're like, you know, what? Why this should be their year? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you've put together a veteran, consistent team. You've got you 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 patched up the holes that you felt like you had, and now you know if everyone can be healthy, like this should be your year. You know that I would think that would be the mentality that this team is is approaching with. You know, night in and night out, they have um, to. Have like to, Rachel, you, know? you you always they're talk about they're well, ready for that next step, and that's a championship. Well, they have to be because you've talked about this a lot and. It, it's it's one of those things where, like, you might have a really talented roster, but at a certain point, it gets stale. Like, I understand that Alyssa Thomas was injured, John Will Jones set out for a year, Corny Williams left, and now we're finally all back together. We get to want about it. All, all, we're finally all together. And it's the first time we've been all together. But you have to feel like, I don't care if it took four years to get this squad to who it was supposed to be. At a certain point, it's like, okay, if it doesn't work this year, 
you know, like I almost feel like you're just trying to bang your head against the wall and create a flower. That's not a saying, but I just marked it now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> at a certain yeah. point, like it becomes stale very quickly. Is is one? It's been sitting on the on the on the grocery store shelves for so long. When you take it home, you got two days that. to eat it. I'm well, gonna use that. There. I'm gonna use that quote. That's phenomenal. <laughs> so let's talk about the Seattle Storm. I mean, a scary team. They've they've made some additions. I th- like here. Here's my thing with. Every season in the offseason, you can't completely just gain things. You also have to lose some things, right? Seattle Storm, I'm not trying to knock on, the, on you know, their Noel Quinn, their head coach, or, or their coaching style, anything like that. But I do want to, like, be realistic of the fact that, like, okay, now this is her first full season as the head coach. I'm excited to see what she can do. It's not the same as a Becky Hammond or a, or a Vanessa Nygaard, um, but it is a situation of, you know, as talented as this roster is, this, you know, this is a young, unexperienced, inexperienced, whatever the term is, word is, uh, head coach. And we need to see what that's going to look like. Because at the end of the day, a lot of it's going to, and yes, I know you have Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, some of the greatest basketball players, and Jewel Lloyd, some of the greatest basketball players. At a certain point, it comes down to coaching also. They're going to, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I guess, my biggest question. Mercedes Russell is going to continue to look better and better. Gabby Williams, when she gets here, is going to look great. Uh, Brand January, her defense. Like, I guess, the, I don't know. What, what is your question mark for this team? Yeah, it, it's it's hard to put into words. And I feel like you did a, did a pretty good job with it. I mean, obviously, look at this roster. It's it's run it back one more time. You know, 3.0, 4.0, whatever, whatever we want to call it. 5.0. Um, I really, really, really like January on this team. Um, I really like um, Mercedes Russell, how far her game has evolved. Um, You know, Gabby Williams, I'm very excited to see her back in the league. I think she's been playing extremely well and she brings an element to this team that they really needed. Um, So for me, yeah, I mean, it's like you have, you have these players who've done it. You have these champions that you've got the greatest player in the world in, in, in Stewie, you've got the greatest point guard in the history of the game and, and Sue Bird, like, you know, at this point, is it, is it management, you know, is it roster management? Is it time management? Is it, um, you know, you, you have to have a little bit of luck too. And, and I mean, the only, the biggest difference, you know, is time with this and Noel Quinn. And I think, you know, you have a really great staff that's been put together. Noel Quinn, you know, knows how to manage this team, but there's still an element of kind of like after last year, some inconsistency of what is this team? How is everybody right now? You know, how is everyone feeling? How's everyone looking? How's this team meshing on the court under Quinn? You know, I, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think we just need to kind of watch this team for a couple weeks and get a feel of like, okay, is this the power superpower Seattle storm team that we know it can be, or are they going to have kind of some ebbs and flows like, like kind of, certain times they've looked like. So it's just kind of this feeling, I guess, more than anything. I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Yeah, I mean, you look at their roster and you see a lot of players that, like, are at that point of taking that next step and then players who are either, like, at towards the end of their prime or past their prime um, or, or in the midst of their prime. Like, obviously, yes, you have players throughout the whole range, so now I sound like a ridiculous person. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you have these insanely talented, very young players and then you have these vets who have already been there, done that. And it's the interesting aspect for them is 
how are we going to see the growth from these younger, super talented players? And how is that going to mesh, like you were saying, uh, with the older players who are like, hey, let's get Sue Bird one more. I mean, I'm sure the young players think that. Also, let's talk about just a step behind. The next tier. For, in my mind, it's Lynx, Aces, and Mystics. And I'll tell you why um, there's a few teams that maybe some other people would have in there that I don't. These are the teams that there's just a few question marks. A few, and, and in my mind, simplistic question marks. Also, when you were talking about the Sky and making that great playoff run, it made me think that like Coach T and the Mystics must be so pissed they changed the playoff format. Because if I'm Coach T, and especially after seeing what Elena Deladon did in a few games when she was healthy last year, what she's done in the preseason so far this year. I'm thinking, hey, if our team can, like, you know, stay in the playoff hunt, stay around the five seed, six seed, um, and then proceed to add Deladon to the mix late in the season so we don't overwork her or whatever, and then just make a crazy playoff run with that old playoff system, that would be quite lovely right now. They can't do that. My question for this team is with the growth and I mean, we talked about this, Rachel. This is essentially the 2019 champions repolished. Some of the players have grown. They bring back Hawkins. They bring back Shatori. Um, where do you see this team? What's your biggest question mark for them? And how can they answer that question mark? It all starts and ends with Deladon. You know, it just does. Um, it sounds like she's looking good, feeling good, playing playing good, playing well. I know all my grammar people out there. Um, it starts and ends with Deladon. You know, I think you obviously have Ariel Atkins, who is, is phenomenal. You bring back Natasha Cloud. Alicia Clark, you know, it sounds like she's getting there and she's getting some confidence in, in, in you know, her ability to get back on that court. I mean, you know, this Maisha Hines-Allen, I mean, she is an absolute force to be reckoned with, up-and-coming talent in this league. So, um, I'm really excited to see Washington out there back on the court. It kind of feels like they were in like hibernation last year. You know, it, it was just a really rough year of, you know, just, just adversity. Um, now, you know, I think, I think it was you that brought it up. You were like, you know, they're trying to run it back from, was it 20, 2019? Um, which I think it's a little bit different, but um, obviously, and we've seen this type of mystics, uh, force to be reckoned with, especially offensively. Remember that high octane offense they were running oh a couple God. years ago? It was just insane. I think they are quite very possible of doing it again. But for me, it's like, you know, you're just kind of like the people in the middle, it's like, okay, we're just going to in, in this tier, like, okay, we're, we're a step behind, but you kind of need to wait and see what's going to happen. Would it, would I be mm-hmm. surprised if Washington goes on and wins the championship this year? Absolutely not. They, I, based on this roster, and health health concerns pending, they definitely. Well, well I guess Rachel, what, which would surprise you more? This team stays healthy all season, or they win the championship? Probably right. this team stays healthy all season. You know, and I hate, that, but you know, it's that that's just the thing. It's it's you, you, there's just so many unknowns right now. Um, it, it could go it could go either way. You know, it could be really really great, or it could be subpar below average. It's just hard to say because of exactly that. Yeah, um, and let's talk about Las Vegas Aces real quick. I mean, they're, they're a team that I feel like it they're going to test the Twitter finger coaches, the armchair coaches, right? Because, excuse me, well, because yeah. for so long, the complaint about the Aces is they're not letting Asia Wilson do her thing. Bill doesn't like to shoot threes. We need a new coach. We need a new style. They bring in Becky Hammond, a historic signing, a big signing, but there's so much question about what is her coaching style. What are we going to see from this team? 
And now, I mean, the pressure is on Becky in Asia. The pressure is on Chelsea Gray. Like, the pressure is on. You can't use the Liz Cambage excuse anymore. You can't use the Bill Lambeer excuse anymore. What does this team look like? We know that they're, look, they were arguably the most talented basketball team of league history the past couple seasons. Um, the real question is now, what is this team? And because we don't know, I can't put them in a top tier. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's the, it's the, it's the unknowns. Now, I do think that, you know, I'm, I'm just looking down the list of the roster right now. You know, you, you, you see some super, super power, super talented, um, all-star level talented players who are playing the best basketball of their careers who are now going to be able to, you know, the game is going to be opened up and hopefully they can play to the best of their abilities, i.e., you know, Asia Wilson's at her best when she can be the anchor of the offense and, and, and the ball can be thrown into her and she can throw the team on her back and she can go to work at the end of the game. She's not splitting uh, spacing and, and dealing with things in the paint that might mix it up. You know, you know the ability to, for, for Las Vegas to stretch the floor with Kelsey Plum and the way she's playing is scary. I love the idea, you know, of, of Hammond talking about we're going to shoot more threes, we're going to be this high-octane type of offense and then have this anchor of Asia Wilson in the interior. Love it. It sounds more about what this team would naturally thrive in, right? Like all the things that are being talked about with it sounds like how this team should naturally be playing. Now we have yet to see it. Um, but then, you know, you throw in, you know, I, I mean, Chelsea Gray, I mean, the, the, the pieces are there. Um, I would be very Jackie young too. I mean, there's an experienced team here and, you know, this move to hire Becky was really to pass the baton and take this franchise to the, the next step, the next level. Um, but it's just, kind of the same thing we talked about before like how is this team going to be chemistry wise or those six inches between their ears you know amongst themselves through the course of a season I think they're setting it up for for, to look really really good uh but again it's it's just there's too many unknowns we have to see it we have to see it and kind of kind of analyze it first yeah and then the last team that I have in this tier is the Lynx and you know some people are going to say and Rachel and I talked about this before we got we jumped on air. I guess is the term. Um, like no, because like, I, I this was the this, one I got heat for. So maybe well, I got this, heat for all this is wait. Were, were people mad that you? Where did you put them? You put them at like fifth or sixth, right? I think I had them at like four. Okay, and were I people happy or mad? I I got a little. I th- I think a lot of people did not agree with that. Now I will say you changed wait, my wait, opinion. Wait, that they time. wait that they feel like you should be higher or lower. They should be lower. I don't know. At some point, at some point, I kind of had to just mute it because it was just a lot. But you know, the the I I originally my first gut instinct was to kind of put Minnesota lower. But you know, when you get to that four through eight, even four through nine, it's like, what do you do? You know, when you haven't physically seen these teams compete, what do you, where do you put these these teams? You know, it, it, I mean, and 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 we'll briefly touch on the dangerous but not consistent ones. I mean, we have to talk about the Mercury in this show. I know you're going to hate me because we got to do it longer, but yeah, how no, do we not talk about Mercury? Um, you know, I think I you you swayed my opinion on Minnesota. Full disclosure, and and we were talking about it before. Like, am I am I <laughs> because you're from there? You know, do you do you, do you think in a, them in a more highly regarded way? But I think you know when it comes to Minnesota, you can never count Cheryl Reeve out. You know, and and there's something about the Sylvia Fowles um, retirement tour of this year that that I really really just want to hold on to. And and I was really impressed with Minnesota and how they were able to, in some ways, overachieve last year. I think they've got some really good pieces. I think you. 
I think obviously not having Nafisa Collier in there hurts tremendously, but I like the addition of Angel McCautry. She brings some veteran, veteran offensive kind of just um, star power that can give, give you something in, in short, short spurts. So, you know, maybe Minnesota is a little bit high at four, but I just, history has shown us this is a franchise that is run by Cheryl Reeve and, and with Sylvia Fowles at the anchor. You, you can never count them out. They're going to find ways to win games. They're going to find ways to be in contention time and time yeah. again. Hundred percent. I mean, with Minnesota, the, the interesting, confusing, concerning aspect, like you said, I, when it was, when it comes to Minnesota, especially this year, I really have to check myself. Am I being extra harsh because I'm from there? Am I being extra attentive because I'm from there? At the end of the day, like you said, you have the best center arguably in league history. Um, you have the best coach arguably in league history. You have Angel McCautry, who really wants to win a ring and has shown over the past few years. Even coming back from injury, she can still... I mean, obviously the assumption is she can bounce back like she did last time from the knee injury um, and hopefully, you know, have a productive season. The, the question mark for me is, you know, it's the bookends. It's, okay, after Sill, Dantas is still not 100, I've heard, um, is the last report I saw. So what's that going to look like? Because right now she's the only big on this team that can shoot. Um, and then... Are you going to be playing a lot of small ball with maybe putting Angel to the four and Dantas at the five or, you know, uh, Sill at the five or, you know, like there's going to be a lot of combinations. Then you got the question of the point guard. Obviously, Leisha Clarendon solved some things, but Crystal Dangerfield, are they going to keep Yvonne Turner? Are they going to, you know, keep Rachel Bannum, who's a fan favorite? There's a lot of questions. Obviously, my opinion is that they're in a tough situation because of the Natalie Achanwa contract, but also if you just look at, I'm not in the conversations or discussions that happen in roster movement, you know, in like uh, salary negotiations. But if you ask me, if I look at um, Leisha Clarendon, Angel McCautry, and Sylvia Fowles' contracts, that is 130, 90, and 200. I feel like I could have skimmed off enough that I would save 72K to save me some space for one more roster spot. We talked about this before. Obviously, Cheryl Reeve is much smarter when it comes to this stuff than I, but you have to wonder how much that Natalie Achanwa contract is really going to hurt them in their ability to foster a deeper roster because, you know, Kale McBride isn't coming for a little bit. Some other players, I know Crystal Dangerfield's not even in the country yet. So the early on in the season, having key players like that not there Yes, more of the players were there this camp than normal, but this is going to be a tough start for this Minnesota Lynx team. The question is, how do they weather the early storm? And then what do we see throughout the rest of the season? But I do think talent-wise, um, you have to put them in a top six. All right, Rachel. Dangerous. Well, I I, 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 oh, yeah. Sorry, I, think, I think the success of Minnesota, this is an opportunity for Kayla McBride, Ariel Powers, and Jessica Shepard to step up, yeah. you know, you need, you, they, they all, they all have to play well, but there's an opportunity for two, if not all three of them to elevate their play this year, which I think I personally believe is more than possible. I'm a huge fan of Shepard. I mean, I'm just like, this could be a really big summer for her in my mind. That's just, that's just kind of my opinion. Yeah. You know, you, you, those, those three players, you know, I think that because Clarendon's a great fit with this roster. I think I think it's a phenomenal fit. We know what Phil's uh, uh, Fowles is going to bring. 
those three players you're looking at, and I mean, you, you could throw Dantas in there too, because we all know, I mean, we saw a couple years ago what, what she's capable of bringing to this team, but those three players, you know, have got to elevate their play and have a phenomenal year. Yeah. It's as simple as, it's as simple as that. Um, I'm just going to run through the different tiers and then we're going to touch on two more teams. Um, dangerous, but not consistent. It's the Mercury sparks, Liberty and wings bottom of the barrel dream and fever. The two teams that I want to touch on briefly is the Mercury and the Sparks. Um, now, the Mercury, in my mind, you can't say they're a step behind. They lost their best player last year. They wouldn't make the run they made. Like, literally, Rachel, we talked about this. Everybody thought I was crazy when I picked the Mercury from early in the playoffs to go to the finals. Everyone was talking shit about me, but I was right, okay? Because Brittany Griner was playing MVP-level, out-of-her-mind basketball when she was doing that, it didn't matter what the rest of the team did. It covered up for Diana Taurasi's horrible Swiss cheese of defense. It covered up for Skylar Diggins-Smith just struggling through at different points uh, during the postseason. And other players, obviously, Sophie Cunningham had a crazy good game. Um, Bria Turner uh, had, had a really good game. Like There was other players who were doing important things. But at the end of the day, it really came down to Brittany Griner just putting the team on her back. Now... Obviously, you bring in Tina Charles. This is still a star-studded team, but Tina Charles is past her prime. She's ring-chasing at this point. Hate it or love it, that's what it is. So my question for you is, like, I think I sent you a text message at one point while you were, like, writing the article and we were just kind of chatting about it and spitballing, and I think I had, like, the Mercury a lot lower than even this, and you were like, wow, that's really low, and I was just like, well, if you don't have your best player by far... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I hate it. It pains me to, you know, talk about this. I hate that this is even an issue that we're being discussed. I hate that she's not in the country. I hate that she's not at camp. Like, it, everything about it is just a terrible, terrible situation. Um, but at the end of here, we are. The season starts in a week, and and we're she's still there. So, you know. That's where in my in my rankings that that was the reason it starts and ends with Brittany Griner. I mean, literally playing as the best player in the world last year, you know, and and was in playing the best basketball of her career. And and without her on the floor, the imposing presence she brings offensively, defensively, you cannot replicate that. There's nobody else like her. It's just a completely different team, you know. So you know that is the factor here. Until Griner's in the states. This team is going to look very, very different. And other people are, they're going to have to play a different style. They're going to have to be different defensively. Um, you know, I, I, I hope she gets here soon. And then and, and immediately, you know, I mean, this team, if, if they're at full capacity, I think is loaded up. I love the addition of, of Diamond Shields to this team. I'm excited to see what she, what, to see what she can bring to this team. But, um, you know, it, 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 right now, I mean, you, you, can, you can't make up for not having Brittany Griner on the floor. It's just a different team. Um, so you kind of have like Phoenix in the early seasons and, and how they're going to have to play versus, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully Phoenix when Griner is in the States and she is able to play with this team, they're, they're, then they're at full capacity and, and how they're actually designed to play. Yeah. And then, I mean, but then again, we have a new coach there also. So a lot of question marks there. LA Sparks, I think is an interesting one too. All I really need to say is like, look, they like, Derek Fisher put chips chips on. How do we what? not have an? Uh, we need like a reality show in LA. 
Oh yeah, no, that's not even a question. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean the the question is they they have some hard choices to be made coming towards the end of camp. But like for the LA Sparks, it's just you know Derek Fisher said, look, you know I'm not going to have a Ross like I'm not going to continue to be the face of a bad franchise. I'm going to put all my chips into the table, push it all forward. It. Um, we're going to get as much talent as possible. We're going to run the gambit. This is either going to be a triumphant season of LA Sparks doing things we've never seen in the WNBA before, or this is going to be a dumpster fire. And no matter what, it's going to be great for content. So as someone who makes content on the WNBA, I'm excited for it. It'll make for highlight basketball no matter what. Um, I'm excited. Any final thoughts on the LA Sparks? No, I mean, I, I, I think that they had a phenomenal offseason. Phenomenal. Um, I mean, you know, you basically took care of every issue you had last year, which was the ability to score the basketball. <laughs> now it's a matter of like, okay, you've got all this superstar talent. How is it going to fit together? Uh, how does this team look on the floor? How is their chemistry? Because again, you're, you're bringing in all these pieces, highly talented pieces, but you're going against other other teams with superstar talent that have consistency behind it. Um, so that's a tall task, but nonetheless, all eyes on LA, excited to see how this team fits. Let me remind our listeners, tickpick.com backslash winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases, WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. Make sure to get it through there. If you're getting a t-shirt, breaking tier homage, use their website backslash winsider and uh, have a great night. We'll be back.